just thinking. The world changes, but two things remain constant. What? Youth and beauty. Now, they're really one and the same thing. Yes. The trouble is people grow old. Not everybody. The only people who grow old were born old to begin with. You were born young. You'll remain that way. Oh, I wish I could find you. You may. You haven't looked at my hand once. I, I, I never know what to think of you, Dudley. I never know whether you're joking or serious. I'm the most serious when I'm joking. You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, um, yeah, let's get to it. And we're back. And to celebrate the holidays, we decided to talk about a couple movies. I I feel that um, not many people bring up. When people discuss you know, best Christmas movies, uh, Mike, have you? Does anybody ever bring these up when you guys talk about Christmas movies? No, I don't. I don't think so. I remember my stepmom uh, being a fan of The Preacher's Wife when I was a kid, and it was coming out around the uh, the holiday season in '96. But uh, no, this is not one that comes up like you know, Christmas Story, It's a Wonderful Life, Elf. Uh, see Home Alone. Home Alone. Die Hard, of course. Um, die Hard. But uh, don't this is not the time or the place <laughs> to debate that again. Um, but no, this was one that obviously set around the Christmas period and is uh, regards the classic, The Bishop's Wife. That is uh, maybe for some people, Preacher's Wife has achieved that uh, that status. But uh, no, I was kind of surprised in watching both of them. I'm like, oh, this is obviously like you know. Christmas, you got ice skating, you got snow, you got uh, people reconnecting and finding out what's important in life around the holidays. So I am a little bit surprised that uh, this was not in heavy rotation. Like, it's a wonderful life. The Bishop's Wife, I definitely never heard of. Uh, The Preacher's Wife, um, I've never – I don't feel like, um, yeah, anyone's ever told me about it. Uh, I I remember while working at Blockbuster, I remember seeing the cover box – and I think it's just Courtney B. Vance and Whitney Houston. They're sitting kind of like back to back and Denzel Washington standing behind them, you know, with his arms kind of around their shoulders. And I didn't know it was a Christmas movie. I had no idea what it was about, but uh, I kind of judged movie co- uh, movie covers, wait, movie boxes by his covers, movies by their cover boxes. I was going to say, if you judge the movie covers by the movies themselves, you're actually being more than fair at that point, <laughs> having watched the but, film and then judged the cover. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of – it's I, – I think for the most part when I go to Blockbuster, there's um, – I know what I want to rent. But if it's one of those days where I'm just perusing around looking for something, I, I kind of went by the cover boxes and this – um. This is pre-da- predates uh, the uh, the really obnoxious Netflix mini trailers you get now when you you uh, accidentally hang on one of those uh, boxes for too long, which I hate, by the way, because I'm old and grouchy. I don't I don't want anything to blare out of my TV to convince me to click uh, on that box now. Just leave leave it at the box. That's enough and a little information. Yeah, but 
Bishop's Bishop's wife. Uh, I, I think it actually got nominated for best director, maybe best picture. It's it's actually it got some won, nominations. One Oscar, but uh, yeah, it was editing it was, it was, or sound or something. Yeah, something meaningless, except for you know to the family members <laughs> of the the sound editor or whatever. But yeah, this is uh this is one that I only knew from uh, name only. I had actually not seen either one of these. I didn't see the preacher's wife as a kid or. Uh, ever revisit it. So both of these were fresh watches for me. So uh, neither one's a classic, my household. We'll see if that changes. Yeah. Speaking of classic, uh, the original movie, uh, we have the, the Bishop's wife. Uh, this one's directed by Henry Coster. Um, it stars Cary Grant who plays Dudley. He's an angel uh, that has been sent from uh, heaven. Uh, he is, I guess he is called upon kind of by uh this bishop uh henry who is asking for uh for some guidance and the um uh, the character of his wife the, the bishop's wife is julia uh she is played by loretta young and um basically the bishop he is looking to i guess get a cathedral built and a nice church really big church a, Really nice church. He's got funds coming and stuff. I'm I'm still kind of confused with like the this Miss Mrs. Hamilton who you know gives him money. Like she's given him money. So what is the guidance that he's uh, that the bishop is actually asking for? You're saying you're saying he already he already has what he needs. If this is the biggest problem in his life, although obviously in the film. Uh, it's going to be revealed that his marriage is not in the best place. Uh, that I mean, that's the reason the bishop's wife is the title of it. Um, I, you know, I might have to agree with you. I think that's something that's going to come up in the comparison uh, here right. because in uh, my film, I'll go ahead and take credit for it, even though it was uh, directed by Penny Marshall, the preacher's wife. We have Denzel Washington as Dudley, the angel, uh, coming to uh, to help out. I guess. Um, and the <laughs> reverend here is played by Courtney B. Vance, and he's not just looking for a big ass church, a cathedral. He's you know, trying to heat the damn place. He's trying. He's just they're just barely hanging on, and uh, they are possibly under siege by uh, Gregory Hines' character, Joe Hamilton, who is part of the church, but he's also a developer, and he has big plans for what to do with it. He's gonna he's gonna use that piece of property. And of course, the uh, title character here, Whitney Houston, who does what she does best in this uh, film. She sings quite a bit. But uh, to answer your question, I would say that's on the scorecard of our show. That's one point for a preacher's wife. And I get the reverend's desperation of why an angel might show up at his doorstep a lot more because that church does not have the financial means to even keep the heat on, much less to ask for a cathedral in its place. I started watching, I, I watched The Bishop's Wife first, and as I was watching the movie, I was kind of getting a, like a, a little bit of a, a Christmas carol, you know, the D Dudley character being an angel, and I thought it's going to be something kind of like, I'm going to remind all these people how to be happy again, but it's it's not like that at all. Um, and I feel like watching the movie, it kind of had me guessing, like trying to figure out what was going to happen, and uh, I found myself really, really enjoying uh, the bishop's wife and uh, the, the acting by many. Um, the uh, Miss, Mrs. Hamilton, this widow who is giving the bishop money, you know, some funding for this cathedral. The first time we see her, uh, she doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but 
the character of Dudley the Angel, he's playing this harp. You know, he found like some sheet music from an ex lover of hers. I thought she was she was magnificent. Like I, I thought she was really, really uh, her acting. I, I think was one one of the best. But it wasn't until she actually became happy again and then started talking to Henry and his wife. I'm like, all right, okay, now you know that has passed. Um, but I thought I thought she was one of the uh, the better things in the Bishop's Wife. I didn't realize that my Christmas gift to you was going to have you falling for uh, (laughs) a much older actress, probably at this point (laughs) has passed away. Uh, Wow, Peter, you you really took to Mrs. Hamilton there. I did not expect that to be uh, a point for... She was was pretty good. She was pretty good. Uh, Just uh, a little bit of her. Just loses outright, is what you're saying. (laughs) Well, in The Preacher's Wife, I, I actually... You know what? I feel Loretta Devine is a gem, and I don't think we get enough of her. Um, I think she's actually quite good. She's uh, not as developed as what we will see in The Preacher's Wife with Whitney Houston's character, who's uh, she's a more active participant in the church. I mean, not just mm-hmm. the singing, uh, but she's developed relationships with the people there. And I know that sounds like I'm leaning towards the preacher's wife in that regard, but <laughs> I I didn't really care for that as much because I, I felt like it plays against the possibility of the, I guess, the two wife characters here falling for the angel. Mm-hmm. Because in the original, not having the bishop's wife be as active in uh, his job, which I know it's more than his job, is his sort of spiritual calling and hers as well. Uh, made me feel a little more tense when you put Cary Grant in the middle as the third wheel. I feel like, and he's an angel. I mean, he's he's great with the, in a snowball fight and uh, can do all sorts of trickery. Um, you play I, the harp. Play the harp. Yeah. And I know it's Denzel Washington, it's Whitney Houston, and you probably want to see them together. I didn't feel that threat in the preacher's wife, mainly because I felt like, you know what, she understands what her husband's doing and you know, maybe why his focus is not as much on their marriage and the home life. And uh, I felt like in The Bishop's Wife, where she's not uh, as present in his professional setting, that that was more threatening. And it, the love triangle aspect worked better, shockingly for me, in The Bishop's Wife, the older film, than it did in the one directed by Penny Marshall. And I thought that was an area where um, they would really sort of hit it out of the park. I thought Penny Marshall with Denzel Washington went to Houston in a rom-comish kind of situation. I thought I would, uh, I would feel that more, but I don't know. It's kind of interesting the way Denzel plays it. Um, so that's, I'll toss that back to you. Uh, what do you make about Cary Grant and Denzel with the Dudley character? Uh, which one did you prefer? Cause I think they can play it slightly differently, even though it's a very similar story. Actually, I think they play it uh, quite differently, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually where I wanted to start was with the character of Dudley. Uh, I I feel Denzel kind of hams it up a little bit, and I also feel that Dudley is more of like a, a background character kind of. I mean, he's there. He's got some scenes, but Cary Grant's Dudley, he is like the, the lead, you know, and maybe because he is Cary Grant, but I think it's almost very much Dudley's story as much as it is uh, Julia in the original, whereas in the um, 
the remake, I feel maybe Penny Marshall was trying to correct that. Like, well, it's called the you know the Bishop's Wife. Let's let's focus on the wife a little bit more too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you cast a Whitney Houston, and then you know obviously you got at least three musical numbers by her. Um, she, like you mentioned, she's involved in the church as well. But I really do like Cary Grant's um, portrayal much better, and I prefer the way uh, they did it in the original because he is so. Like I, I don't know if you know the I mean, clearly he's a handsome guy. Both both men are Denzel Washington as well. Um, it's a hot take from us on original remake. <laughs> we are finally going mm. to correct everyone and let them know. Cary Grant is pretty good looking. Pretty good looking. Everyone's, guy. everyone's been wrong. Everyone's <laughs> been wrong. But it just I I like the way how. You know, in the household of the the, the, the bishop, you have all these. Uh, you, you have a couple maids, then you have the secretary, um, and uh, they all seem to be they they fancy right uh, Dudley very much. You don't quite get that in the, the remake. You know, there's this. Uh, they added a a mother character in the remake, um, and I feel that kind of. It throws it off a little bit too because she doesn't really take a liking to Dudley because she thinks that he, uh, she's suspicious of him, right? Um, we don't have a lot of people kind of swooning over Dudley like they do in the original. And also in the original, Dudley is like out there making people better. You know, uh, I, I feel, I feel it's almost. I don't know if it's like a social commentary, but it's like I, I feel the re, uh, the original is like everybody is just shitty until an angel comes along and makes everybody <laughs> just slightly better. Um, it, it 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 had to take an angel for people to actually do good deeds. Uh, I I just thought it was kind of interesting, but I think there's something um, to that because it seems like the setup for the angel character in uh, the preacher's wife is that. Denzel Studley was a man previously uh, mm-hmm. on Earth, and he's getting to come back after thirty years. But uh, and there's some there's definitely some humor there as far as maybe things he's missed or that he's looking forward to getting to experience again. Uh, but Cary Grant's character, I, I don't know. I guess it is a little bit. I don't want to say supernatural, but it's a little bit more magical that way, and that he just seems like. He's just like he's always been Dudley the Angel, and he's always been awesome. Um, maybe part of that is just to give us a little bit more, give Denzel a little bit more comedy at the beginning, as far as like him looking forward to eating certain things, doing certain things. But they do kind of chip away at the uh, mystique, I guess, of the of the fact that it's an angel. Uh, it's more like a guy just doing kind of doing a job. And to your point about uh, people being suspicious of him, do you think that's the time period? As far as people, I don't know if it would have been cool for a film to kind of put that on front street, uh, that, hey, Cary Grant's uh, going to steal the uh, the bishop's wife. I mean, there you can kind of assume that, but it's probably better that you don't have a character who just calls him out. Like Denzel's called out by the mother-in-law. is like, I'd watch him because <laughs> you don't want to be like, you're just going to fall for him. And I, I felt like that's something that maybe Penny Marshall felt like they had to do in a more modern setting. It's just, just put that out there for the audience. The other characters are aware of what they're doing. It could be. Um, I don't know. I, I just thought that maybe she was, Penny Marshall was trying to make it different enough. Um, but, this is very know, similar it, stories. Like, I mean, watching it, these two it really is. Now you said you watched the Bishop's wife first. First. I did yes. as well. I feel like this is this is an instance where because I preferred the bishop's wife, uh, you know, spoiler alert, uh, me too, this far along. 
I I did wonder after immediately watching the two of them if I would have preferred The Preacher's Wife if I had just watched it first. Because as I said, I had not seen either film and where the, the story beats are so similar. It's just, as I said, a time period setting, a little bit of a you know financial difference between our principal characters. I wonder if I would have liked The Preacher's Wife more if it had just been my first time because I watched these back to back as well. So, mm. you know, it's a little bit unfair because – you know, then the uh, the fourth hour of the story of an angel and a preacher and his wife, I was like, okay, yeah, I've been there, done that. And uh, boy, I sure would like to see Cary Grant uh, in his stunt double ice skating again. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, not only that, like d- during the ice skating scene, I mean, you, you uh, the bishop's wife, you also had the cab driver, Sylvester. Again, just more people that, that Dudley is reaching out to. And just making them just a little bit better, and you don't have Denzel really doing that. Um, more on Cary Grant's character, he uh, he kind of inspires like these choir boys, you know, to to sing at, at the church. I don't see Dudley doing very much. I mean, kind of like you said. I mean, he, he hasn't been on Earth presumably for thirty years because that's, he says something to that effect. He comes back to Earth, and I feel like he just wants to be a man again. Like, yeah, he's got this mission, but all, at, at the same time, he's following. He's slacking on the Houston. job. He's he's goofing off a little too much. I I, I think so. I mean, <laughs> do, do you not remember the introduction of Denzel's character? He's making snow angels. Like, okay, all right, that's sure, that's cute. But it's um, weird though that for him to, because as I said, with him being a a man previously, he comes across is far more naive than the Cary Grant character and far more childlike. And yeah. I I think they could have played those beats the same without him being a man previously, like with him being an angel getting to experience earth or humanity for the first time, maybe those parts would have been better if, you know, he's, I don't know. It, it reminded it felt like having, you know, this being the holiday season and having watched Elf for another podcast I'm on, The Grand Gesture, which you can follow at Grand Gesture Pod on all social media. Uh, it felt like at times that they were going for that, like fish out of water type thing. But mm. making him a man previously, you're kind of like, okay, you're just, you've done this. I, I realize it's been a while, but uh, well, let's let's move on with it. I don't know. It, I, I hate to say it, but it was not, uh, definitely not one of my favorite Denzel performances. And uh, no. it made me realize and how. It's 96. Yeah. I mean, this is probably like prime, like Denzel movie star territory. And to be fair, two years later, he would give one of my favorites and he got game. That's one of my favorite Denzel roles. Um, but I don't think that his particular charm is the same as Cary Grant charm. Like this feels like a Cary Grant role. Like you'd be like, oh, obviously he could play that. And right. Denzel is very charming and is a gifted actor, but I don't know if him playing goofy works for him. Maybe it's just my perception of Denzel, but it just it was a little bit off putting to me to see him just playing kind of an idiot at times. I mean, I, I think it could be that, but also you mentioned that you watched it back to back. It, it could also be like spending almost two hours with Cary Grant, and then you see Denzel <laughs> kind of hamming up that very same role. Like, wait, what are you doing here? Like, this previous guy was suave. Um, he was very helpful. I mean, even his relationship with the bishop, um, I kind of enjoyed that, where he's just like, oh, that meeting? Here, let me go in your place. You know, like, wh- what did Denzel offer to do, really, except for... <laughs> 
and try to steal his girl, his not, wife. Well, I mean that that is something. I mean, <laughs> it's not very helpful, but it is. It certainly would be life changing. Um, and not to you know speak ill of the dead, but I also was not a big fan of Whitney Houston. Um, in this this role, I, I don't know for. I guess going back to your uh, idea of seeing this this video cassette, this box cover, and especially having seen the Bishop's Wife right in front of it, this was not necessarily the film that I expected. In that sense, like I thought it would be really fun to see them together, and it's they're very beautiful people, and uh, you know they're very charismatic on stage and on screen. I I didn't feel, I don't know, I didn't feel really much chemistry between those two those two actors, which was interesting because with uh, the Bishop's wife, I was reading that Loretta Young and Cary Grant apparently hated each other. And oh, they, interesting. They, they seem like they, I mean, on screen, they're like, Oh God, this, you know, they, they could be like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. They got, I wonder how many movies they did together. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't want to skip too far ahead. Cause I'm sure there's a couple more things we're going to bring up about these two, but since that's just kind of, you know, the subject right now, um, if you could go back to nine six or now, you know, we're kind of harping on Denzel, who seems like a, a sure thing. Who do you think would fill that sort of Cary Grant style version of this character in an update? Are, are we ca- recasting already? Sure. We'll recast and we'll, we'll get back to, you know, we'll get back to the movies. Cause as I said, this is a little bit early, but uh, we might as well get it out now before we just yeah. take the bat to Denzel. Like this is basically the one loss he'll probably experience in his life. All right. Other okay, here we go. Oscars. <laughs> the the new Dudley. I I would go the route of the bishop's wife as opposed to the preacher's wife. Um, I just like that story better. Uh, or the way it was handled. Uh, Dudley would would be uh, played by Bradley Cooper. Okay. Okay. Uh, the bishop would be played by Ewan McGregor. All right. From uh, I think I think he's played an evil uh, priest. <laughs> right. Before. Was it a doubt? No, no, or, no. Uh, he that was one of the Da Vinci Code movies. I can't remember which. Oh, one. right, um, Angels and Demons, maybe or Inferno. And, I can't keep them. Straight. And I think that's why it came up. Like, uh, like while I was watching it, I was like, "Hmm, who's?" And I mean, I, the, the, my thing was I was trying to recast with people we've never really used. And no, Emma Stone, uh, unfortunately, will not be. I, I know. I, the I preacher's she, wife. she popped up <laughs> a little, too, a little young. A little young. I mean, because I, I, I couldn't buy that Emma uh, Emma Stone at this point in her marriage, uh, things have fallen apart already because she's just so young. Okay. Um, she she must have been married at like eighteen. But for the role of Julia, uh, I was and and only because I just recently saw a trailer with her in it. Uh, Sarah Paulson, you know, is is not an actress oh, that I'm like too that. familiar with, but I loved her in the O.J. Simpson, uh, you know, TV. TV miniseries, and uh, she's going to be in the upcoming Ocean's Eight. Um, you know, I, I think she's right there at the right age, uh, and I think that would be a good cast of the trio. Now, because I chose like the the way of the bishop's wife, um, there's a character of the professor uh, as well, who is a, a, a secondary character, background character in this one, whom uh, Dudley also kind of touches and, and gives him. Um, some inspiration to write books and such, but um, I liked his character, and so that would be played by Bruce McGill. I love Bruce McGill. You know that. That's he, he, he's been on here a few times. One of our throwback um, 
episodes on War Machine versus Wars when we talked about uh, Matchstick Men. I believe we were k- Matchstick Men and uh, my cousin Vinny. We were we were kicking around a uh, feature film, a horror film called was it Home Invasions with Bruce McGill? <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. But you're right. Yeah, just uh, Bruce McGill being the lead. That that is that is good. Um, I'll get back to because I, I need more time because you uh, you've kind of really Sarah Paulson I think probably has won this episode already because I love her but. Um, you brought up the the professor here, who I believe in the bishop's wife is the only one who kind of knows that he's dealt with an, an angel outside of obviously the bishop. Who, but everyone else is oh, unaware. Yeah. He's a smart man. Yeah. yeah. So he's just uh, there's no explanations for anything. And I feel this is where Thor or Doctor Strange stole the joke, where he just refills his glass of wine. And I thought that was actually pretty funny too. That's actually interesting because I was thinking for my recasting that Chris Hemsworth would play the angel. Which, if you, oh, okay. uh, you know, if you have ever been around my wife or been to the movies when he's appeared on screen, she would say he's absolutely an angel. So, um, well, would he be topless throughout this movie? I think there would be a gratuitous shot of him. Okay. Uh, yeah. It probably wouldn't be ice skating. It would be going swimming or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he falls from the heavens topless. Sure. I think we yeah. can do that. Okay. Um, and you know how I like to uh, recast, like, or put people back together? You know, I mentioned Tom Hanks and, and Meg Ryan uh, together. Yes. I, like, I like when they. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. I think, I think she kind of feels to me like she could be like a. Uh, a preacher, pastor, reverend's wife, that sort of thing. I think she could, she's sort of classy in that regard. But uh, I actually, I, I thought about her too. Uh, when I first, before I came up with Sarah Paulson, um, I was actually thinking between Natalie Portman and Reese Witherspoon. Now I don't know who I would have play um, the the bishop, bishop or preacher. Yeah. Um, so I think that I'm just going to uh, continue that that thread. And I'll say that uh, Thor finally, he, he finally <laughs> finally pulls a prank on his brother Loki, and he gets to be the trickster. So how about that? And uh, I like that. Yeah, I'm sure Marvel would love it. But uh, I was thinking you brought up the the sort of this atheist professor, which is that's kind of the joke of the bishop's wife that uh, he's the one that figures out that he's met an angel, and that's that's the gag. Like, is he going to change his ways? Um, they make that far more, I guess. Far less of a joke, uh, far more family friendly, and that we get a child who's the only one who uh, recognizes that he's dealt with with an angel. Do you think that's a good update for this film to make it more of a sort of holiday Christmas movie? To make like you know a little boy the one who who knows and remembers Dudley even after he's gone, and everyone else has forgot him. I did like it, but what I did not like. And I don't know how else you would do this, but the narration by the boy, you know, he opens up the movie and ends it um, just kind of explaining all that. Because how else do you convey that without him narrating? It could be just his voice or maybe you age him up, you know, to a young teen, 13 years old. This boy was like six. And I love uh, it. I've, I've got Peter picking on the child actor. That's normally my role. That is, that is my Christmas off. gift you're giving to me. Oh, almost three years of doing this with you, you know, it, uh I think it's rubbed off a little bit. Um, just you know what? Give me, give me uh, uh, um, Bobby Brown. Uh, what's her name? You know from Stranger Things. Okay, that's good. Yeah, recasting. Give, um, give me, yeah, give me her. Um, I what I what I liked about in the preacher's wife what they do with the the son. I. I forgot his name already but they gave him this friend Hakeem who who moves away and I like how that kind of answered as to why 
the son would play with Denzel Washington, you know, because like I, I, I think if you did not give him that friend who moves away, I think that makes like um, Courtney B. Vance's character a little bit more of a shittier dad, you know, like you don't even play with your son. So I, I so I do like that. Um, and possibly makes with, Denzel look even stranger to come in and start yeah, right. playing with it. <laughs> exactly. Like it's been, it's been, 30 years i've never played with a little boy <laughs> you know it just sounds bad but it's a vicious wife you got this daughter again like i, I feel uh how, how much does the bishop get paid where he's got two maids he's got the second it doesn't it, it takes place in their home right or is it a church I, am i they they look very comfortable uh, they, they do sure. because it, clearly they they got some you know the, the the daughter is being taken care of by you know the nanny i don't i don't know what their titles are but uh they they were definitely privileged uh in the bishop's wife and that that's probably the uh the biggest thing that i have in favor of the preacher's wife is it it feels like the characters are uh a little bit more desperate but i'd say every everything else even you know the comedy the romance i prefer in the the bishop's uh wife and uh that's strange for me because i usually always go with denzel um, although, you know, when you said we can't, you know, we got to stop using the same people. I don't know. Have we ever recast Denzel in anything? Has he ever been in one of our imaginary movies? I can't say that he has. We're going to fix that. I don't, I don't know what we've got coming up. Uh, but he's going to, the, the very next thing we have, I'm going to figure out a way to give Denzel a break because he needs it. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, the well, with the preacher's wife, I do like that storyline where they're trying to tear down the church. So I like that. So I wish maybe the bishop's wife had done something like that. Um, you know, the the bishop is trying to he he's more involved with the the ongoing stuff like this uh this I don't know, builder who wants to tear down his church to you know, put an apartment uh, there or something. I don't know. I, I don't know what it was like in 1947. But um, just the fact that like he was already going to have a cathedral, but there's this subplot with the, the funds from Mrs. Hamilton. Like, all, all that was just kind of weird to me. Like, what was the big deal? And I, I know Dudley says that, oh, you know, I was only, you know, you asked for guidance, and that's what, why I was here. I kind of bought how everything played out. Like, I know Gary, uh, Cary Grant's character was following in love with, with Julia, but um, I think the way... Cary Grant plays it and the way it was directed it's almost kind of like like yeah he may have felt something for her but ultimately what he was doing was to strengthen the bishop and his wife's marriage you know um, with the preacher's wife it's more kind of like wow Denzel was falling for her you jerk like you that's not why you were there um, I, I feel like Denzel's Dudley is a little bit more unlikable. And I also didn't buy the whole, um, you know, where it's really hard to, to say all this, but the, Loretta Young, you know, when Dudley reveals to her, um, you know, that he can stay, whatever, and she's like, oh, no, no, this this is not a good idea. That's, you know, if I led you on, I'm sorry. That's That wasn't my intent. Like, she didn't say any of that, but that's the feeling that I got from that scene, the way they played it. Whereas you got um, Denzel's Dudley telling Whitney Houston this. I, did, I didn't kind of feel that. It was more kind of like, hey, I like you. And she's like, 
Hmm. Yeah. No. No, honey, this is not going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's I, what I mean. I there's. 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 I agree with you. There doesn't seem to yeah. be the stakes of the preacher's wife. Like, I think you make a good point with the bishop's wife. It seems like you, know, you bring up their privilege and the very comfortable life that the bishop. Um, they're pursuing like perfection. Like it's like they're trying to achieve some sort of greatness that they can point to and say, "I did this," when they don't really realize what they already have. That uh, that theme doesn't really apply to preacher's wife because they they're about to lose everything as far as their church. So right. I don't know. It, to me, it's a it's a little bit more meaningful. I guess it's it feels more like a a, a Christmas movie of people like sort of coming to terms with like what's important. Whereas you know the preacher's wife, it's like no no they actually need to do this. Like this is like a sports movie where we need them to we need everyone to like sort of play their best game and save the day. Uh, the only thing I will say in its favor is I do like that Gregory Hines is revealed not to be like this ultimate villain and jerk. Like he he's the one that sort of has the 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 Scrooge moment where he, right. he kind of you know comes to to he'll help out. You know he's in he's not all bad. I like that, but I don't. I think the overall it's just the bishop's wife. Just I don't know. Just feels like that they're so similar, but that just feels like the small deviations that they take in a preacher's wife. You lose quite a bit from the bishop's uh, wife, or at least the way they handled it. So, especially for Christmas, I, I think the preacher's wife, I don't know, other than the, uh, you mentioned the, the child getting his friend back, basically. Uh, I don't know if it necessarily feels as Christmasy. We'll go back to your original question, whereas I would say the bishop, bishop's wife does feel like a Christmas movie in tone. Yeah, it, it does. Um, You know, I, I think there are some comparisons to uh, a, a Christmas carol and, Ebenezer Scrooge, except for there's really no Scrooge in um in the Bishop's Wife, but er- everything kind of wraps up. You know, uh, the marriage is better. Um, the relationship with the daughter is a little bit better, and I don't know, like the, the there there's just amount um there's the same amount of of supporting cast, but I feel they're subtle enough that they don't really stick out. But with the Preacher's Wife, I don't know. They're they're secondary characters. They stick out, but they're not good. You know, like <laughs> I like what you said about the Gregory Hines' character, but other than that, I don't know. I I didn't really feel like there was anybody that I really cared for. I still uh, wasn't convincing wife. enough. I was not Dudley on this episode. I could not convince you of the the goodness of uh, Gregory Hines. I'm just I'll, I just don't I'll, have it. Also, like, you know, I mean, kind of going back to the whole chemistry thing, I just really like the bishop's wife of the the restaurant scene much better as well. You know, where um, Cary Grant and Loretta Young walk into a restaurant and then there's three older women, you know, they're just kind of eyeballing like, oh, what's going on? Is this infidelity that we're witnessing when the preacher's wife, uh, you don't get that. You know, you just uh, maybe that's the time. Maybe maybe people are just like, oh, whatever. I don't know who that guy is, but. No, well, I mean, doesn't he drop that she used to be some kind of lounge singer or something? Or, but I, I feel even in, in any community, there's always going to be people that talk. But I, I, I think having the three older women in Bishop's Wife again, that just kind of makes you like Dudley just a little bit more as well. Like everybody loves Dudley, so you got to Peter's wife. I don't know. Like who? Who the, the, who when the hell is Dudley? Trying to, well, exactly. <laughs> when he's trying to eat that sandwich or eat, you know eat whatever, the, the, he pisses off the vendor. You know the vendor shoots him away. Like, like Dudley, what are you doing there? But 
one thing that I did read, and I don't know if this uh, is a factor in like Whitney's uh, Whitney's acting, but uh, apparently she appeared on Oprah and mentioned that uh, when that movie had started shooting, that oh, just about every day she was on something, you know, on some some drugs because that That's was just sad. yeah that was that was bad for her around that time. So um, I mean, I thought she did well enough. I, I don't think like the drugs affect you know like she didn't give a poor performance. But maybe that, you know, was a factor in, like, the lack of chemistry between her and Denzel. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she, she sings her ass off. But the, the only yeah. issue I have with those those scenes is it feels like, oh, they were they were selling a soundtrack at this point. Like <laughs> It's like they had yeah. to make time to – but you cast Whitney Houston. Uh, she's going to belt out some uh, gospel songs, uh, especially in a movie about a church. So – uh, understandable, but I think we're both going with the original on this one. Yes. So. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's our uh, that's our lump of coal for for Denzel Washington and the guy. As I said, just can't catch a break, <laughs> even on the original yeah. remake. So. Uh, Peter's wife is definitely on the naughty list, and uh, Bishop's wife on the nice. Uh, I wish I could point people to uh, where they could stream these, but I don't think either one of them. I had to. I had to rent. Uh, I know Preacher's Wife on iTunes. I don't. I don't think that really kills me with that. I'm gonna make a complaint here. Christmas movies. Uh, there are an awful lot of them that are just not available for streaming around this time period. I, I don't know if it's because I have to lock them up for like six months or whatever. But Netflix and Hulu. You know, back in July, you should start uh, seeing if you can get a hold of these things because, um, yeah, it's it sucks. I I did see that both movies will actually be uh, airing. I think on Christmas Eve here with my um, my cable provider, uh, the, I actually watched The Preacher's Wife on YouTube. Um, you couldn't really quite make out anything uh, because there's some filter on there, you know, I'm sure for copyright reasons. And it's slightly sped up, so the movie's a little bit faster. You probably saw a better version. <laughs> <laughs> probably. It, it reminded me of that time that we did um, the Vanilla Sky one. Wait. I think it was that one, mm-hmm. and then I watched the, the Spanish version in Abre Spanish with no, with, yeah, with, with no uh, subtitles. And I'm just like, well, I still figured out what was going on because I saw Vanilla Sky, <laughs> just as the director intended. I'm sure, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Peter, where can uh, can people find more tips from us on where to uh, to watch movies? <laughs> you know, if you would like to watch them. Yeah, uh, emailing in. Uh, we I don't think we've ever got one, but you know it's a original remake pod at gmail dot com. And if you want to reach us on Twitter, it's a, at original remake. Uh, we could use some iTunes. You know, it's a, a holiday season. So if you want to give us a free gift, give us a rating. You know, uh, if you want to include what we can do better, you know, some feedback that would be much appreciated. Uh, we definitely want to make the show better and more enjoyable for you guys to listen to. Yeah, a review would be nice, and you can say whatever you want as long as it's five stars. Yes, exactly. You can trash the shit out of the show, but just give us the five stars. It, no, it, but honestly, though, it would really help out the visibility. You know, with a whole new Apple podcast, uh, it shows the reviews right there. And you know, when people check out a show, they look at the reviews, and so you know, your positive reviews, a review, anything uh, that that would really help us out. Uh, you can also uh, leave reviews on uh, one of our other shows. Uh, I'll just mention one just to keep it uh, brief and to not put too much uh, on you because uh, obviously original remake, that's the one we want a review for. 
But if you're feeling uh, extra giving, you can find uh, more romantic comedy talk, since that's basically what we talked about here. I do a show called The Grand Gesture, and uh, we cover films uh, like this. So I believe at the time of this release, our latest episode will be another uh, holiday film, The Holiday, with Jude Law, Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, and Jack Black. So uh, if you like that uh, type of material, then you can subscribe on iTunes or interact with us, as I said, on social media at Grand Gesture Pod. And for me, uh, I do host another movie podcast called Podstalgic. Uh, I do revisit a lot of older movies, you know, going back as early as the 80s. I, I think I might have had like maybe something older than that uh, one time. But um, I haven't released anything out lately just because the work schedule has been pretty crazy. Uh, but some of my, um, you know, uh, recent review or uh yeah, some of my recent episodes, I did a you know instant reaction to the Disaster Artist. Uh, also, Aladdin turned twenty five recently, so I reviewed Aladdin and uh, the Titanic. Titanic just had its twentieth uh, anniversary. I released that back in April, um, so you know you could dig that out out of the uh, archives. You know where um, else Peter talked about uh, Titanic on the Grand yeah. Gesture. It was a fun episode. Gesture. Axe. It was. Just get to the axe part. Axe. That's that's, <laughs> that's it. Just one word review. <laughs> um, is that it? Did you tell people where they can interact with Podstag- Podstalgic? At Podstalgic on Instagram and Twitter. All right. So I think uh, that'll do it. And the uh, next time you uh, hear us, we're going to be tackling another holiday and more rom-coms. We're going to be talking about An Affair to Remember and... Not exactly a remake, but definitely the characters in this film are inspired by that uh, that older movie, and it's Sleepless in Seattle. So uh, we're gonna have to do like I don't know Bloodsport after the after these two. Just yeah, to change yeah, it up. Bloodsport. Um, I, I mentioned that there's like a, a female remake as well uh, with a up and coming. Uh, I don't know if she's a UFC fighter, but definitely a martial arts uh, uh, fighter of some sorts. I promise our I'm listeners, the, the few that we have, that we will switch gears. We will not do three straight rom-coms as much as I would like to. That's what I have another podcast for. So uh, thank you for listening, and uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right. Fine. I want you to leave. Now. Now? Yes, now. I don't think I can do that, Henry. Check the angel handbook. It says I can't leave until I'm through, I think. You see, you see it says right here. Hey, Henry, take the car! What was that? Ooh. Oh, goodness. Ooh. What? You're in trouble. What was that? What is that? It wasn't a sign that there's a new pope, I'll tell you that.